1: Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you're at. And today we are in studio and I have a special guest with me today in studio, which is really kind of cool when we're able to do this. And I have Will Ayers from 5.11 and we're going to discuss 5.11 brand, what it is, Um, you know, you might have heard it, it's called 5.11 Tactical, um, but you've seen it, you probably wear it. If you are in the field of emergency management, first response, it is the premier brand uh to be using and uniforms as well so will welcome to the show
0: thank you for having me excited to be here
1: yeah this is exciting times you know um but first i really want to read something really quick it says we have a new uh sponsor and it's a it's a college and um well we all know the emergency management dynamic and what you need to know what you can do to cover all kinds of the fields and they could change the dime which is so true and when we're choosing a partner we want someone just to be as dynamic that can keep helping you and so the mid-atlantic center for emergency management and public safety is just that a fema partner and a one-stop shop for college academics custom training and consulting they cover all things that bring you the best of each so whether you're looking to start your degree or go back to school and train your people anything in between mid-atlantic center for emergency management and public safety is just that for you and thank you for for joining us with that and it's kind of cool to have them on board as well because training and education is key to uh
0: everything right absolutely
1: yeah so Speak of train education, so 5.11, I when I first was introduced to the 5.11 brand, um, it was our training uniform, right? They would, you know, polo and a pair of these like super heavy canvas pants that were super hot, yep. but wicked comfortable and, and functional. Uh, but man, have they changed since those days. And so where did 5.11 get its start?
0: So 511 actually started off as a series of products under an or, uh, a company by the name of Royal Robbins and Royal Robbins just isn't the name of a company it's the name of a person and Royal Robbins claim to fame is he was one of the first climbers to scale the north face of Half Dome. So, you know the funny story about Royal there's a, a really iconic picture of him and anybody who's in front of a computer can google it. If you type in Royal Robbins you'll see that picture with Royal and his wife Liz. Standing at the top of Half Dome, they ran across some hikers and asked f- to take a picture to kind of commemorate this, this big moment. Well, the funny thing is they got the picture developed back when you actually still had to develop pictures. <laughs> and Liz, Royal's wife, says, man, we look like a couple of homeless people because they were climbing in cutoff jeans, ratty T-shirts, because this is this predates climbing apparel and outdoor apparel. Right. And so Liz and Royal had the idea to start a clothing company and that's what they did and they named it Royal Robbins and it was purpose-built clothing specific around the outdoors and mountain climbing and under the Royal Robbins brand they created the 511 series of products and that is where the name 511 actually comes from so people ask us all the time what is 511 is it a you know a radio call is it a secret code for something and the answer is no it comes from the Yosemite decimal rating system and the true definition of a 5.11 or 5.11 climb is it's appears to be impossible, an impossible climb, but every once in a great while someone is able to complete it. And Royal was able to complete the 5.11 climb, hence the 5.11 series products.
1: Now, the famous pants, they're purposely built, right? They There's are. Everything on that pant um, from – the canvas strap to the front of it, to the D ring in the or in the back of it, the D ring to the front of it, you know, um, you know, all the pockets. There's there's a reason behind it, which aren't necessarily tactical,
0: right? No, and it was it wasn't built to be a tactical pant. It was built to be a climbing pant. So <clears throat> when you speak to things like the canvas strap, I mean, first of all, the fabric, it's a 100% cotton canvas fabric, and they chose cotton canvas specifically for its abrasion resistant climbing the granite walls in Yosemite. That's why it was chosen. So again, yes, 100% cotton, there's drawbacks. You know, it can fade over time and it can shrink if you launder it improperly. But the purpose was for that abrasion resistance, that canvas strap that's really iconic and that went to live in the next iteration of that Panther Light Pro, which lives on thousands of law enforcement contracts. You know, guys will hang their keys off of it or, you know, if you're at the range, you'll hook your hearing protection back there that strap was designed to carry carabiners right. for for climbing and that that d-ring up front that again people hooked their keys to you know that was made specifically put in that place because when you're mountain climbing you cannot wear a wristwatch but because royal was a competitive mountain climber he wanted to time his ascent and he did it with a pocket watch and you had to have a place to tether that pocket watch so he built a d-ring there so it and again it has been you know, we have made millions of these pants. We have competitors who have <clears throat> taken that design, but it all goes back to a D ring put in place because a guy wanted to time how fast he could get up a cliff.
1: So, you're telling me the story, which I think is hilarious, uh, about a competitor who um, had a knockoff of the pant and with the strap and the and D ring. And I just can you share a story with the audience? Yeah.
0: So, that it's one of the, you know, that people will say the highest form of flattering. Is replication. So I happened to be at a trade show and I was walking by a competitor's booth, and they had their iteration of one of our pants, and I I felt like being a little on you know on the ornery side, and I ran across one of their sales reps and I said, Hey, can you tell me, you know, why that D ring is there? And he starts giving me all types of stuff about you know, oh, it's where it's designed to where you put your keys or so on and so forth. I'm like, No, it's not. What's it, What's it really there for? And we finally wore him down. He's like, "Well, we put it there because Five Eleven put theirs there." It's like that's what I thought, <laughs> and I know what it's for, and you don't. And that made me really, really happy.
1: That's a great story. That, that <clears throat> truly is. And um, you know, you, you take a look at the other competitors that are out there, and, and you know, there's. I'm not going to knock on anybody because I just that's not what I do. But uh, it, it's always a little bit off, right, compared to compared to the original Five Eleven. And you know, I mean, I, I have to say, and for all honesty here. I am a 511 wearer. I've been wearing it for a long time. It's it's a uniform that's a uh, uniform. It's a clothing company that I'm comfortable with, and uh, I, I had a friend of mine that used to you know make fun of me and you call it my my, my off duty uniform because sure. that's that's uh, that's what I wear. Um, but it's so it's so comfortable and great. And I got to tell you something else. Since we're talking about pants, right? My favorite pant I wear now are my 511 jeans, mm. and they are so flipping comfortable. Um, And if you guys wear blue jeans and you're allowed to wear blue jeans, I highly recommend them. Super stretchy, nice. Especially, I I was joking earlier, I said sometimes you put pants inside of a a closet for a while and for some reason they just shrink there. I don't know what that's all about. Right. But but these ones don't because they're super comfortable and stretchy.
0: Yeah, the the jeans, they have been a passion project specifically of our CEO for the better part of 10 years. Um, He grew up in a fabric mill. I mean, this is in his DNA. And he has wanted to create the next generation of blue jeans and or or denim jeans specifically. And it took him a while, but he knocked it out of the park. I mean, I will warn your listeners: these jeans will ruin your life because they'll it'll force you to throw away everything else. Just the, with the comfort, the construction, the pocket configurations, uh, and that's something that all of us, you know, are pretty. Pretty brand loyal to our, our blue jeans, whether it's a Levi or whatever the case may be. I don't own any other jeans besides our Five Elevens. Now they are phenomenal.
1: <laughs> Me too, and and uh, if you do any range work at all, even you know just for fun for weekend shooting, um, you know they have the pockets in there that you can put magazines in and yep. stuff like this, um, and and they're uh, they're durable too.
0: Yeah, durable. no, I've been I've been very very happy with that particular product. Again, you know when. The listeners think of 5.11, they think of our, you know, traditional khaki cargos, but the jeans are, the, I've, I've been so happy with those.
1: Mark Criddle just says 5.11 jeans uh, or 5.11 pants in general or gear works great for the search and rescue. And Mark is a professional search and rescue guy. Um, and so thank you for that uh, that comment. Yeah, we're
0: thanks, again. Mark. Appreciate your service.
1: So, you know, I mean, we're not going to sit here and just talk about, we're not a fashion show, right? Sure. We're not talking about jeans and stuff, but there's, there's really, there's some great stuff that 5.11 is doing um right now with the community in general talk about some of the stuff that you guys are doing like the pink patch project that you guys have worked on in the past and things like this what is 511 doing for the emergency management police and fire safety uh community
0: so one of the beautiful things about 511 is we are looking into the future um you know this most recent la- uh, year in 2020 it was all about wash and wear uniforms you know a lot of law enforcement agencies You know, are in very traditional, very professional looking, but very traditional uniforms that are wool based. And when the pandemic hit um, and your dry cleaners were shut down, we ran into, or there are officers, I should say, ran into some serious problems. So that kind of reignited uh, a lot of demand for a wash and wear uniform. And, And that's what we're known for. Everything that we manufacture is designed to be home laundered, pressed at home, it's very low maintenance. So that's been that's been a lot of our focus. And now we're even going into the future and looking at antiviral fabrics. You know, just most of the products that we sell in the professional space. And when I mean professional, I'm saying, you know, duty worn uniforms. They're all Teflon treated. We're working on uh projects. Like we have quite a few of our products out there that have waterproof, breathable, bloodborne, pathogen resistant membranes. And again Post pandemic, everybody is, is Absolutely. you know, focused on things like that. So everything we do is built around innovation. And besides innovation, obviously we have, you know, extremely talented group of individuals who work on our product development team. But at the same time, we don't design anything with assumptions. So we don't just come out with a, a new boot for the sake of a new boot. We want to partner with our end users, the men and women in public safety, who, you know, do this every day and say, hey, if we were gonna make a new boot or a new pant or a new jacket, what would you want it to be? Mm. And it's that collaborative effort that allows us to build specific to our end user and not assume we think we know what they need. We right. just ask. And they're you know, we've been in business since 03 and now we have a really special bond and a special relationship with our end users where i don't want to say we can't miss but if you build with your intended customer you have a pretty high rate of success
1: absolutely hey ronnie haddock says he's a eod uh warrant officer in the united states army says the only civilian clothes that he wears are five eleven.
0: that's outstanding (laughs) that's outstanding i love hearing that i love hearing that yeah it's awesome
1: hey we're gonna take a quick break when we come back i want to talk about you know those models that you guys hire
0: sure absolutely
1: The Outer Limits Supply Company was founded on the idea of providing high quality first aid kits. Their goal is to supply the life-saving equipment you'll need to mitigate the majority of injuries often seen during austere times. From minor injury on an outdoor adventure with your family, to your team responding to a major traumatic event, Outer Limits Supply has the kits to manage most situations, providing practical, user-friendly first aid kits that anyone can use. Enter Ian Weekly, all capitals at checkout and save 20% off your total purchase. Go to www.outerlimitsupply.com today. That's outerlimitsupply.com. Power outages can happen at any time. Is your community prepared? The Power Up Solar Power Charging Trailer can be used to address the need for temporary power for your community. In addition... power up solar power charging trailer can provide a platform to support your public information and community resiliency outreach efforts throughout the year to educate and inform people about the need to always be ready for more information visit powerupconnect.com that is powerupconnect.com born by law enforcement fire and ems professionals for a generation 5.11 apparel and accessories are built to provide unmatched reliability and performance when it matters most. From no melt, no drip apparel, to task-specific EMS gear and their patented patrol duty uniform along with duty-specific footwear. 5.11 public safety gear provides superior power, mobility, and versatility in harsh and unforgiving situations. Precision engineered from modern materials and crafted with input from the end users in the field. And you can count on the craftsmanship quality and utility of 511 first responder apparel and accessories your job is hard enough don't settle for good enough 511 public safety gear gives you the edge you need to respond effectively well welcome back from that quick break thank you for listening to our sponsors because without them we could not bring you the quality confident that we do and buddy rice thank you so much for the comment this is a good show it is a good show I, I i tell you something i'm a little intimidated because will's voice is so awesome and, <laughs> and uh you know i have like this squeaky little voice and it's, it's
0: kind of it's a, it's a voice for radio that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Face for radio too
1: so you know speaking about faces you know I, I love the catalog comes out the stuff comes out and you guys hire some really good looking buff models models
0: you know, the 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 funniest thing about that is I have been asked on multiple occasions, you know, you know, where do you guys find your models? They're always so stoic and they're in great shape. And and the, the funniest part of it is we've never paid a model to appear in our catalog, and every person in our catalog is a member of public safety. Law enforcement, fire. If you see an individual in a fire uniform, that's a firefighter. If you see an individual in a law enforcement uniform, that's a law enforcement officer. Same thing with our paramedics and EMTs. Um, and, and again, it goes back to what we were just chatting about how we have just a very special bond with our end users and we want to celebrate them and and highlight them in our catalogs. And what's great is you know, I had the privilege of working for Five Eleven internationally, and I'll take pictures of models that we've used and I'll send it to them. It's like, hey, you you're on an eight-foot billboard in Japan, you know, across the street from Yokota Air Force Base, and it blows their minds. But it's just, again, I think it personally speaks, again, to that relationship that we have with our end user.
1: You know, I, I got to ask a question because when when I was working for for a police department and we are buying uniforms, and um, the ladies hated the pants. They're just like, I don't want to wear these pants to make my... But look bad or whatever the situation sure Seriously, this is not i'm not making that up. that some of the compliments like the, the comments i had made to me and they just didn't want to wear them but now you guys are are, are there's a two point to this point. now you guys are making pants specifically for females um have been for a little while right um but the the current mo- the current model that you guys have for your female mm-hmm. stuff holy smoke she's a stud like
0: yeah. who is that uh it depends which one because we have quite a few of them out there um you know, the the key takeaway from that was originally women in law enforcement have been forced to adapt historically to a men's uniform. They've usually had to have them altered or tailored. And when we came out, we did have, you know, we came to market with a women's cut of the original 511 tactical pant. But we did realize very quickly as we started progressing through products that the original pant and even the Taclite Pro, it wasn't the most flattering. And what became really apparent to us is that You know women want to look good and feel good when they're wearing their products and so we had to really take a hard look and redesign our pants specifically for the women's cut and we're doing that now we have you know our strike pan our apex pan out and then you take that updated fit built and designed by women for women and you add in the performance fabrics that we have with the mechanical two-way stretch you know, we're really, I'm, I'm very pleased with where we are, because I mean, if you look at women in law enforcement, those are growing numbers there. I mean, there's a lot of women in law enforcement and we would not be doing them a service at all if we didn't build specific to them.
1: What's your relationship? And the, and the person I've talked about, the model, um, I think she's a um, CrossFit um, um, competitor. What is your relationship with CrossFit and how did that start?
0: So we got involved with CrossFit years ago. Um, you know, and CrossFit itself is a pretty fantastic story. You know, obviously it's functional fitness and it, it stems from the military. And a lot of folks don't realize that. They think it's, you know, a lot of folks thought of it as, you know, the next fad in physical fitness. But, I mean, honestly, it came from men and women in the military who were in forward operating bases who had to figure out a way to stay in shape. I mean, not that they weren't already in great shape, but it was all about functional fitness. We got involved with CrossFit. Um, several years ago, we, as a sponsor, you know, we really liked the message and we, and what we saw is that our customers, the men and women in public safety were really leaning into CrossFit because of that functional fitness. They could do it, you know, for, you know, and, and the other thing is it's, it's short. The workouts are not these long drawn out workouts. It can be 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and they were doing them, you know, when they got to the station before they went on shift or they were doing them in the firehouse. And so we, we got involved there and became the official tactical gear sponsor of CrossFit. Um, You know, one of the, the key products that was uh, utilized and is still utilized in the CrossFit space is our TacTech plate carrier. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting story because the TacTech plate carrier, you know, we designed with special operations personnel to create a better plate carrier for their heavy ceramic plates. And when CrossFit kind of came to the market, it was very common for you know the men and women of the military to be working out in their gear, in full kit, with their heavy plates on, and that translated into law enforcement fire. And so it's been a, it's been a great relationship. We're no longer an official sponsor of CrossFit, uh, but again, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to look at uh, a CrossFit competition and not see people out there running plate carriers, whether you know they're during the Murph challenge or a variety of other workouts of the day.
1: Yeah, no, I and, and I still do see people uh, who do CrossFit with the, with their Five Eleven plate carrier, and it has like the you know the, the logo on it, and everything, and it's, yeah. so it's it's not hidden by any means.
0: No, by by no means. It's just it's I I personally never would have thought that you know a plate carrier you know designed with the help of special operations personnel would become a piece of workout equipment used by just folks all over the world, but it has, and it's great to see, and I, I love seeing it.
1: It's awesome. So. I, I, Couple of things that we've been talking about here is a lot about the Five Eleven, but the Five Eleven brand is also more than just clothes. And uh, as of late, uh, forgetting how many you have under your belt now, uh, but Will is actually the host of the Five Elevens podcast called "Call to Service." Uh, talk about "Call to Service" and like how you established it and, and and what the the mindset behind it was and and why it's important to you.
0: Absolutely. So, "Call to Service" started this last year. Uh, during some pretty tumultuous times uh, for law enforcement and members of public safety. And, you know, being with 511 for 10 years, I've had the privilege to interact with members of public safety on a daily basis and hear their stories and get to know them. And so as an organization, we felt a podcast where we had a chance to sit down and talk to the men and women of public safety would be really important to show to show the positive side of what these folks do. And, and again, most of what they do is is positive. I mean, these are men and women who are choosing a profession that is inherently dangerous. Uh they're not going to get rich, they're not going to get famous, but they they choose to serve their communities. And we really wanted to highlight that. We wanted to give everybody a look behind that badge and so we've had the privilege to sit down with men and women in law enforcement uh federal law enforcement firefighters paramedics and members of u.s special operations and and you know one of the one of the key staples of that podcast is we start everything with what drew you to this life Mm -hmm. because it's just such an uncommon profession especially these days so i we as an organization felt you know people need to hear you know people need to be reminded that these men and women who choose this lifestyle they do it for other people they don't do it for themselves and that was a very powerful story and I'm I'm very honored to be a part of it and to sit down and hear these stories and I'll be honest they're not all great stories there're some rough moments and you hear about the toll that that life of service takes you know on those people their families a lot of people forget hey you know they're they're their family members too, you know, their their husbands, their wives, their sons and daughters. So for us, uh, we were just really excited to be able to tell those wonderful stories of service and truly honor, you know, the men and women who've chosen that path. And and I'm like I said, I'm very excited to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, you know, a couple of things that I, I've known when I listened to the podcast, and it's really, by the way, it's it's a fantastic podcast. Um, I've been honored to be able to sit. In the other booth when when it's being recorded and and i listen to them um i, I subscribe obviously sure Thanks. um and and but man a couple times have been super emotional like yeah i mean like i i, I i'm going like oh man it's tough you know drying the eye yeah um you, you know you, you see this coming from like the you know, navy seals that, sure. that start to break down yep. um that after they're, they're telling their story so th- i mean trigger warning. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like if you're going to listen to this, man, you, you definitely have to like, you know, know that you might, you know, you, you might get a little teary eyed.
0: Yeah. No, I, I was very surprised by that. Uh, I was very surprised by my guests and their level of emotion in mine as well. I mean, I've, I've been teared up just, you know, r- right with them because, you know, as a, as a civilian, someone who's never served, you hear these just extraordinarily powerful stories and you, as a civilian you forget what these people deal with day in and day out you know it's it's a career of peaks and valleys and the lows are very low yeah you know and you know dealing with the victims of violent crime you know child abuse uh you know the list could go on i mean just the horrific stuff that a normal human being how do you train how do you train to do these things and when they share, when they share those stories with me, part of me feels bad because they're reliving that horrific moment. But at the same time, I know, and they've even shared with me after the podcast, it's been healing for them. But more importantly, it's sharing these stories, hopefully to our listeners who are like, they, they might not have been feeling great about law enforcement that day, but you know what, if they listen to that story, and they realize that's another human being doing something in service for their community my hope is it changes their changes their perspective
1: that's it's such a great it is, it is so great and and you're absolutely right will i mean i can tell you personally you know some of the stuff that i've been through sure. sharing those stories is very cathartic for for us and you know we went from a time in our lives in my life in my career where it was like Hey, shut up! Don't talk about it. Suck it up. If it's you know, if you were emotional about this, this job's not for you. To where we really realized that was damaging to sure. people, and that being able to be open and honest and having that place to share that story is is important. And for people to understand that there's a lot of guys and gals walking around that have seen some stuff um, that um, is 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 tough to, to hang on to, and to be able to share that and to be able to look at being normal and not not abnormal. Um, I think is is important. So thank you for that. Thank Absolutely, you for that the the show. I think it's it's important. What's your favorite episode so far? I know it's like it's like asking like who's your favorite <clears throat> child, but you know what's your what was your most uh, enjoyable interview?
0: So, <clears throat> I'm not going to say it's the most enjoyable because I've had a lot of those, but I'll tell you the one that that impacted me the most. We had a gentleman on uh, by the name of Doug Martin, who is a retired uh, retired law enforcement officer, a SWAT cop. Um, you know, and I've had with this podcast, I've had a chance to sit down in front of navy seals and green berets and police chiefs and they've all been wonderful i was the most nervous the second time we had doug on the show and the reason i was nervous is because we were joined by his daughter mm. and his daughter was involved in an active shooter situation and we were going to talk about her being involved in the borderline shooting up uh, up north in la county and to sit there and to watch this you know beautiful young woman tell me about this horrific event and watch her dad relive that with her that was that was a tough one that was a kleenex you know that was that was a challenging one to go through but that was a very very impactful one for me but i mean i've enjoyed every episode that we created but that was the one that i was i was really nervous going into yeah i got the chills on that one a couple times yeah
1: no that's, that's yeah those are crazy stories. You know what's crazy is, and I'll tell you, it's one thing for us to put ourselves in the line as as first responders and You know when we're doing this, but when you see our children, you know, being put online or our spouses or whatever, I think it's a it's a whole <laughs> different uh, uh, dynamic. I had a friend of mine whose daughter was at the um, Route ninety one.
0: Oh, the Vegas one. Yeah, and
1: she actually um, took a, a round to her to a toe. And oh, she was running, hit the bottom of her boot. Uh, tough chick, by the way, just to let you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I was looking at my friend who is a former uh, SWAT commander. You know, uh, freaking one of the one of the toughest guys that you know, uh, getting emotional sure. about his, you know, um, and and to see that going through, I can I can understand what that chief was going through um, as well. Yeah. Um, and and you you know one of the things too is you guys had the one of the guys from the San Bernardino terrorist attack.
0: That was a rough one, and the re- that was uh, with Ryan Starling, who is a uh, fire captain, he's a SWAT medic. Um, that was a tough one because my sister in law, who is one of my favorite people on the planet, was at that facility when it was attacked, wow. and and Ryan didn't know that, and so we kind of rehashed that together because that was a that was a rough day. That I mean, and obviously lives lost. It was a terrible event. But it really hit home because, you know, at that point in time, my girlfriend and I were living halfway around the world, watching the events unfold through the news, frantically calling to see if she's okay. So that was a, that was a great event. Ryan is an amazing, amazing person. Um, and, you know, if you listen to that episode and you think about their response time to that was within a matter of minutes And you hear you hear Ryan talk about it was a they were they were training that day on active shooter you know right. miles away and were ready to go at the drop of a hat and and the response to all the men and women in law enforcement and public safety that day I mean they they were on it they That's were absolutely on it. it was it was amazing how they handled that and when you listen to Ryan talk about all the training all the coordination between fire. EMS, the first responders is law enforcement. It's, it is truly a a great, great example of what, you know, the men and women of public safety are capable of doing in a time of crisis, much like emergency management. Absolutely. You know, that's where the training really comes into play. And and it's when he tells that story, it was like, wow, you guys were really well prepared for this. It was a fascinating, it was fascinating to me.
1: Absolutely. You know, and and taking a look at an event like that, specifically on the emergency management's perspective, is coordinating all those pieces that are coming in. And I, I can tell you from I from experience that uh, when you have an event like this happening in your jurisdiction, um, you're going to have people that you have no clue uh, showing up. Like we, we had the I was I was part of the shooting um, in Seal Beach, and as you're sitting there, uh, you have. The FBI showing up and ATF and and all these other agencies are showing up at your command post. You're like, well, where the heck are these people coming from? Right. You know, like it's it's crazy to see everything coming in and coordinating the movement of all those assets. Um, it, it's an amazing. Uh, it's it's a hard job. So everybody um, on that on that shooting the, the terrorist attack up in San Bernardino, from from you know, A to Z, did a fantastic job. And I I can you know I've I got to talk to a bunch of them. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing, and they did great, and, and we were able to put the bad guys away and and, and do justice for the yeah, people who lost absolutely.
0: their lives. Yeah, it absolutely. Yeah, it was fascinating. I mean, you're talking about, you know, the, the people who were just running. It's, it's so counterintuitive, and I think a lot of people forget, you know, these are people, men and women, running to the sound of gunfire. Right. You know, running to danger, you know, and that just speaks to the character of anybody who puts on that uniform where, you know, they don't know who they're trying to save. They just do it anyways. Right. It's, 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 it's an amazing thing. And it's something that I really love the ability to be able to call out, like, listen, they don't know you, but they're absolutely willing to die for you. And that's why we want to tell their stories. And absolutely. that's why we want to build what we build for them.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for that as well. Lou Gardner says, thanks for uh, giving some insight into the, the product. It's, it's kind of good to see the behind the scenes of, of what, what, uh, what you guys are doing with five with
0: You bet Lou. Thanks for listening.
1: Now, I I do have, you know, give you guys some time to pitch. And I have to tell, I'll I'll make the announcement today that 5.11 is sponsoring. um, And that's not why you're here, by the way. This was all designed before 5.11 came on board as a sponsor. But 5.11 is sponsoring uh, Ian Weekly for the month of May because of the 5.11 days. Um, Talk about 5.11 days. And you have some shops now, right?
0: Yeah, so 5.11 days, you know, we we always like to joke that uh, 5.11 is our birthday. And it, it unofficially is. But 5.11 we celebrate every year. Um, and we run typically run all types of different promotions throughout the year. And that's not only at our 511 retail locations, which we have, I want to say 76 or 77 locations across the nation now, um, but also on our e commerce platform and at our dealers. So you can go into your average 511 dealer, um, you know, and, and find usually some great discounts during that, uh, that period of time. And we'll hopefully be releasing a lot of really great content, again, highlighting the men and women of public safety and really honoring them. And it's, it's always a fun time of the year for us
1: absolutely and you know what five eleven days back in the day I don't know if you guys still do it or not but um every year you guys came out with like a commemorative knife or something like that and and I have a bunch of those because they're
0: yeah we always try and commemorate each five eleven days a little bit differently you know we usually do a an annual hat so i've I've had a chance to to meet folks at shot show in Vegas every year like I have you know eight years of your five eleven hats and I'm always really excited about that we we also do a lot of commemorative patches coins all types of stuff but again it's Again, you know, it's there to commemorate what we call our holiday, but more than anything else, it's, it's just a time to hopefully give a great deal to our first responders and, and our customers out there and, and, again, really celebrate what they do for a living.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. You know, I know we're I, I, I could talk to you all day about this stuff, and we're getting here to the end. But remember, everybody, please, you know, check out, again, all of our sponsors, but specifically 5.11 right now during 5.11 Days, you know, go shop there. Um, you, be... Be wary, you know, bring your credit card because you walk into that shop and next thing you know, you're walking out with a bunch of gear. Because Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it's, it's my wife gets mad at me. Time get a so. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you for being here with us, everybody. Hey, please remember to follow us on your favorite podcast player your Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, share it with your friends and family. And uh, uh, also, please stay safe and stay hydrated.